Hello, everyone. Thanks again for joining us on Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. I'm Carly McBride, Content Communications Manager and your host for this week's episode. Before we dive in, your weekly reminder, make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you catch all our latest releases right in your feed. It's now March, and we are celebrating Women's History Month. The National Restaurant Association is excited to showcase some incredible women in our industry. Today on Order Up, I'm thrilled to welcome two of them, Vincenza and Margarita Carrieri Russo, our co-founders of V&M Italian American Bistro in Wilmington, Delaware. This sister duo are third-generation restaurateurs who continue to carry on their family's tradition and legacy. Stay tuned for my discussion with them where we talk about what drives them, how they've found success during the pandemic, and how their family legacy lives on with them. So Vincenza and Margarita, thank you for taking some time to chat with us today. I know you have a a very busy schedule. Um, So let's dive into this, this discussion. Yes. Hi, Carly. Um, How are you? Great. Thank you so much for joining. Um, To start us off, I would like you to each take a moment um, to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background. So Vincenza, can we start with you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, thank you so much for having us on your show. We're super excited to be here. So my name is Vincenza Carrieri Russo, born and raised in Delaware, uh, owner of V&M Bistro. Many people may know it as Vincenza and Margarita Italian American Bistro, but for short, V&M Bistro, also co-owner of Ice Cream Delight, which is a local ice cream store uh, located in northern uh, Delaware, as well as a former Miss Delaware USA and currently the executive director of the Miss Delaware USA organization and the Miss Delaware Teen USA organization. And go for it, Margarita. Oh, hello. My name is Margarita Carrieri Rousseau. Pretty much everything my sister says, I follow in follow as her partner in everything we do together, as well as the Miss Delaware USA organization being on the production side of that. And pretty much just love being third generation owners. Great. Well, thank you very much, uh, both of you for joining us. So um, Vincenzo, let's go over to you and let's frame up the conversation here for our listeners. Can you tell me a bit more about your restaurant, V&M, Italian American Bistro, and how your family's legacy has inspired you to start this business? Oh, yes, absolutely. So as my sister said, we're third generation restaurateurs. So it was only fitting to continue the tradition and the fa- and the family legacy. Um, we started VM Bistro almost eight years ago, right? My goodness, almost eight years ago. Can you believe that? Um, so it's been quite a journey quite a journey. Uh, we've uh, we've definitely been through some ups and downs, especially going through the last two years, all the downs. Um, but to, uh, you know, just make it something that the family legacy, continuing the tradition and something that has always been close to us. We, you know, family, all about that. And we have our whole family involved. I like to say it's more like a family affair. Our dad is the executive chef. Mom is the glue that keeps us all together. And we have two brothers. We have an older brother, Italo, and a younger brother, Vincenzo. And they help us out every single week. So yes, it's definitely a family affair at VNM Bistro. Fantastic. Uh, Margarita, let's switch over to you. As you look back on your career, uh, would you share with us a few key learning moments um, that contributed to your success along the way? Well, 
with everything happening with the pandemic, the main thing we had to do was make a shift and pivot our business because we were opened one day and the next day we had to close our doors and become a takeout restaurant where that wasn't our main concept. We were all about the dine-in experience and people coming through the door. So when that changed and we were forced to shift, we were able to, as a, our father came in, or as our executive chef came in and said, you know what, we have to come up with a different idea. And we all sat down, put our heads together and we brought out this Sicilian dish. It's actually our famous Sicilian pizza. And it brought so many new customers to our location as well as then implementing alcohol to go. We had to come up with a way to make our infamous limoncello ice martini travel from point A to point B without melting in the car, down to figuring out the proper cup to put it in. When our lemon ice, it melts, especially in the middle of the summer. How do you get it to go from A to B? We had it specially, we brought in a different freezer that was temperatured, uh, was set to a colder temperature to keep the lemon ice from melting on your way once you picked it up. So by the time you got home to enjoy your meal, you were able to enjoy your cocktail along with it. So looking at those little details, that really helped us get through the pandemic as we are still moving through this pandemic. And then even prior to that, learning some key things about work. People ask us all the time, when you work with your family, how do you do it? And we give this to our father as he was our mentor in our, in our lives, that he always said, forgive quickly. We're sisters, we're family. Things we're gonna, you know, have a, a disagreement. We're going to have different opinions about things, but we have to learn to work through those through those. And at the end of the day, forgive quickly because we're gonna go wake up the next day and go see each other at work. So can't really hold a hold a grudge against each other when you see each other every day. So exactly. that has been one of the biggest things that has really truly helped us move through everything in our career. That's wonderful. Uh, Vincenza, I was going to ask you something similar to what uh, Margarita just touched on, um, telling us a bit about how the pandemic has impacted your business. I know it's been a really tough time for many restaurants, um, but some have seen great opportunity there. So is there anything additional you want to add to um, what she just spoke about, about the opportunities that you've embraced over the last two years? As she said, you know, just embracing this this crazy time, I, we have been tested as human beings in, in ways unimaginable, even as restaurant owners. We were forced to shutter our doors. We were forced to change our concept. We took our fancy dine-in restaurant and turned it into an old school pizzeria overnight. We had to figure out a way to survive. We were on survival mode. And it was, uh, it was truly truly hard in the beginning, but it still continues to be challenging. And something that we've also introduced other than bar drinks to go and our limoncello ice martinis and Sicilian pizza, we also introduced boozy ice cream. Boozy ice cream. I don't know if you've ever had boozy ice cream before. I so haven't, but it sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so with our knowledge in ice cream, because we we have an ice cream store, um, we also, in our, in our knowledge in mixology and uh, and in creating specialty cocktails, we combine the two. And this is all my sister's idea. I have to give credit where it's due. She's the one that makes the boozy ice cream. She creates these beautiful cocktails and she makes ice cream. So she always had this dream of combining the two, even way before the pandemic was happening. And we always talked about it. And we're like, this is such a great idea, but we never had the opportunity to implement it. And then with this pandemic and everything 
we have been going through and still are going through to present day, we had to get creative. We we took out that idea book because we always write our ideas and journal ideas on it in a journal. And we took out that idea book and we just started implementing every idea just to stay afloat because we were in survival mode. And Boozy Ice Cream was one of the, uh, I guess you would say, pandemic. Uh, Successes. <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, I, yeah. Yes. You know what? That's yeah, pandemic success. We'll go with that. And and, and it's something that has really been taking, you know, the, the community by storm. We've had such a great response from, from it. And the fact that we can do bar drinks to go in the state of Delaware, and that is legal permanently. We love it. And uh, we're able to do our boozy ice cream to go. So we sell pints of boozy ice cream. So, for example, a whesky chocolate peanut butter cup. Oh my god. Doesn't goodness. that sound good? That Doesn't sounds it? amazing. Oh, it tastes even better. So you have to be 21 to purchase and consume our boozy ice cream. It, it, we make it strong. We don't make it, you know, what we call it, we don't just call it boozy for nothing. So we we have some, you know, some flavors, vodka, mint chocolate chip, or a, a Kahlua amaretta tiramisu. I mean, oh, so many, so many flavors. And I have the pleasure of tasting all these flavors. <laughs> my goodness, yes. them all. I get to taste them, but I have to, it, it's funny. We joke about it all the time when, during, while she's making the flavors. I said, my giddy, my giddy, I have to like take a break. I think I'm getting drunk. <laughs> so, but that's, that's, yeah, yeah. Yes. You, that's you, awesome. you, you eat too much of it. So yeah, that's been kind of, um, you know, something that we introduced to stay afloat because our business has been impacted many. I mean, the restaurant industry was hit the hardest and that is a fact. And we're still mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. Chills still trying to survive. And I would be and I and I'm very honest and transparent with my customers. I would be lying to them. And, and, and if we were saying, oh, everything's great. We're wonderful. No, it's, it's not. Things are not good. We're still trying to figure it out. I mean, there are we're bleeding internally. Our restaurant is bleeding internally. There is an open wound and we're trying to figure out a way to heal it. And we still haven't figured it out. And every restaurant is set up differently. So all businesses have been impacted by this pandemic, but the restaurant industry has been impacted the most. Yes, most definitely. And and good on both of you for finding those little opportunities, um, you know, to keep things going during a super difficult time. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah. So Margarita, let's go back over to you. Um, I know in my own family, we celebrate every occasion with food and specific dishes. Um, so are there any items on your menu that have been part of your family celebrations throughout the generations? Um, or are there any signature items that, that people can look out for on your menu? Oh, gosh, where do I begin? Being an Italian, coming from a strong Italian background, we grew up, food was our love. That's how we expressed who we were. And that's why when people come into our dining room, we tell them, this is how we want to express our love for you. Our food tells stories down to the chicken parm. When it's breaded, it's fried. The homemade pasta. I could go on about stories of me with, uh, you know, both my sister and I with our nonna sitting on the kitchen counter, rolling pasta, or having the old crank machine, the old cranking metal machine on the end of the table you thought was going to fall off. But those moments are what we like to recreate for our, our, our customers. And that's the key thing. When you come and enjoy our, our one of our main dishes is our chicken parm. People tell us when you, they take that first bite, it brings a memory to them. Yeah. And that's something that I love that we are able to recreate for each individual. Other than chicken parm, 
you know, we grew up where our father had pizzerias. We made pizza all the time, trying different uh, different toppings when we brought out our St. Anthony pizza. It was a green peppers, sauteed onions, and homemade sausage. Something about those three items put together, cooking on a homemade pizza dough in our ovens, which I like to tell people about our ovens. Uh, they're actually from our father's first uh, pizzeria that he opened up in Delaware. They're over 30 years old. 40. 40. Yeah, oh yeah we're, getting, we're getting old. Yeah, oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> happened. Yeah. But yeah. those little things really are ways of our, from our pizza to our chicken parm to our Sicilian. Those dishes and many more are just pretty much our way of expressing how we we wanted to share our love with everyone. And mm-hmm. I love to tell people, if I if I want to make a, a special dish for you, that means I'm I'm making it with love. I'm giving you my my everything. So whenever we bring a dish to the table, I always tell people that is just our way of saying thank you. Enjoy this dish. Have a memory. Yeah. Hope it sparks a a classic a classic memory of you with your nana on your kitchen in your kitchen yes. as a kid. I love those moments. But yeah. Absolutely. All those dishes sound absolutely amazing. Um, so the next time I'm, I'm going through Delaware, I'll have to stop and try some. You must. Um, yes. yes exactly. On your, tra- your travels to home, yes, you need to exactly. swing by Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> will do. Will do. Um, so Vincenzo, let's take it back over to you. I um, I know you're very active in industry advocacy work, um, as well as the association's Hill Runners program. So can you talk a little bit about all of that and the importance of advocacy in the restaurant industry? industry. Yes, absolutely. So the Hill Runners program was implemented only a few months ago. It was something that was needed. And I love that the National Restaurant Association saw this need. And they needed to involve restaurateurs from every single state coming together and representing that state at the national level, being advocates, finding out information, staying informed. And something that I learned throughout this pandemic, not only was to survive, it was also speak up stay not only just have the conversation let people know what's going on i we are in our industry we don't we don't like to how would you say we don't want pity from anyone that's not our that's not our way we like to roll up our sleeves and get the job done and that's who we are as restaurateurs we're very optimistic and we're very resilient however with this pandemic we are not in a good place we are in a very bad bad place and i felt as the pandemic started to unfold, I needed to be open and transparent with everyone. And that's when I went to social media and I started to let people know, hey, you know what, this is not good what's happening. This is what is, we're going through this, we're going through that and we're going through inflation and we're going through staffing shortage and product shortage. And we're lucky if we get pizza boxes this week. I mean, there's a shortage of pizza boxes. This is insane. How am I going to continue doing takeout if I don't have pizza boxes? So these are the stressors and that's only a very small list to the endless list that we've been dealing with of stressors throughout the last two years. And, you know, just trying to stay informed, but educating and continuing the conversation about what our struggles are, because we need to have solutions. We need the support. We need to figure this out. Because if especially our legislatures and our states, they need to understand what our these small businesses are going through. And if we don't speak up, 
shame on us. I always say the squeaky wheel gets the oil. In our case, the olive oil. <laughs> so I like to say the squeaky wheel gets the olive oil. So I mean, if, we, if we don't speak up, no one will, nothing will ever be corrected. Nothing will ever be addressed and nothing will ever be fixed. So with the Hill Runners program, it's allowed us to come together as one unit and stay informed, stay educated, so we can bring all this information back to our state and be advocates. Now, I, again, going back to, we don't, you know, we don't want people to feel bad for us. We just need them to understand, help us. What can we do to come up with a solution to this problem? Because if restaurants in your community or your neighborhood start shutting down, the value of your neighborhood will start to decrease. So restaurants and small businesses are very, very important and critical for all these neighborhoods, all these communities and all these states. Margarita, let's switch back over to you. Um, so what is next for Vincenza and Margarita's Italian American Bistro? Are there any initiatives that you're working towards right now or any plans for growth? Well, with warmer weather on its way, our ice cream store will be opening up this, this month actually, but on St. Patrick's Day, which also brings, I like to say, some more fun ideas for our boozy ice cream. So the I'm very excited to be introducing a few new flavors over the summer as we get into the warmer weather. Also bringing back some old, uh, some other flavors that I, I keep seasonally. So the warm weather, I'm very excited for. I would say right now, the main thing for us is to continue to stay our course and survive to stay open because we're not done this pandemic. So for right now, I want to say our goal is to continue to stay open because it is very hard. We can't plan the next step if I can't find another staff member to come to work. You know, those staff shortages truly are making it harder for us to move forward. And I just want to chime in, Carly. You know, another I was just going to ask you if you yeah, have anything just, additional to add. So I just wanted to chime in. Can you tell that this hits home, right? So I just want so we are staying the course because we are not in a good place. We really aren't. And we're trying to figure it out still. We only reopened our dining service a few months ago. We could not figure out a way of reopening. Before this pandemic, we never had a takeout business. We would get maybe like one or two orders a week. We were predominantly a dining business where you would experience this beautiful dining experience. And so we shifted now that we have a lucrative takeout business. And it also shows us that many people are still doing takeout and not dining in like we think. There is a demand to dine in, but I still think there's a lot of people doing takeout because our takeout business is still very, very busy. So trying to adjust where we can effectively work, dine in and take out where we're not compromising service, we're not compromising food, and we're not running our staff down. Because our staff, which is we're working on a skeleton crew right now, it's, it's tough. It is really tough. I mean, my sister and I are jumping in the kitchen yeah. and jumping back in the front. We are doing it all right now to try to help everyone because it's, there's so many empty spots. And we're very worried about our staff getting burnt out. I mean, we're already burnt out. I mean, we tell mm -hmm. them, we, we say it all the time, are you tired? I'm, I'm exhausted. Like, this is insane. But we can't give up. And when you've put your whole heart into something and you're, you're so passionate about it and you refuse to give up, you don't, you'll do anything to save your business. And that's where we are right now. We're, we're, 
We're literally in survival mode, trying to figure it out. So with that said, right now is stay core, stay the course, mm -hmm. making sure that we stay consistent with our product and our service and hope and pray that we get more workers. We, that's another thing. That's right now. Next, that's, that's mm -hmm. what we need right now. We need staff so we can reopen our dine-in fully. Right now, we're only able to accommodate half the dining room. And that's not, we're allowed to do full capacity. We just physically can't accommodate a full dining room and a full bar. Right now, it's only half the bar, half the dining room. And that's not enough to pay the bills. We need to fill up this place. Yeah. Definitely. Well, there is so much heart in both of you, uh, you know, to, to see your business thrive. Um, so Margarita, where can our listeners learn more about uh, Vincenza and Margarita's Italian American Bistro? Well, the best way to find it is our website at www.vmbistro.com. And then if you have any of the social media platforms, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I want to say there's a few more in there that I always miss, but, you know, it, anywhere you can Google VM Bistro, we are there. there are every, everything you can find is on there. Plus, you can take a look and see all the fun dishes that we make. You can see some videos of what we do here, how we've, how we've pivoted, how we've changed, and hopefully some, some uh, future endeavors that we can go forward with. Wonderful. Well, we will link uh, your website in our show notes, and I will look up your social platforms and be sure to link them there as well. Um, so Vincenza, let's wrap it up. So in closing, is there anything else uh, you'd like our listeners to know about your company or the great advocacy work that you've done for the industry? So like I said earlier about staying informed, but staying educated and continuing the conversation. I think that's what's key right now. As an advocate for the restaurant industry in the state of Delaware with the Delaware Restaurant Association, I do sit on the board. And that was an honor in itself to be invited on the board because I'm amongst very, very prestigious individuals in the hospitality industry within my state. So to have a seat at that table has been a true honor. But having the ability to use my voice, use my knowledge to stay, keep the community informed and continuing the conversation, I think is key. And, and letting people know that restaurants are still trying to figure it out. And we do need your support. We need your help. And we really do hope and pray that they will replenish the restaurant revitalization fund. That's something that I think is really, really important. We were just having a conversation last night, Carly, I kid you not, we were in our office, my sister and myself, actually my, my dad and my mom were in the conversation and we were looking at each other. How are we going to survive? How are we going to figure this out? This is very dangerous the way we are working. Very, very dangerous because at any point, if we lose our pizza maker, if we lose our, our, our chef, or if we lose a dishwasher or our host, we're in trouble. What are we going to do? It's very scary and we can only do so much. We only have two hands, two hands. So just letting people know Continue to support local, continue to support your local eateries, be patient, be kind, and be respectful. That's another thing that I'm always telling customers, even not just my own customers, just everyone in general, just having the conversation. You know, I can tell when I go out to eat, 
I can tell you that they're short-staffed. I can tell you that they're struggling. And I can tell you that they're trying to figure it out just by sitting at a table. But a lot of people don't see that because they're not in the industry. So I always try to let people know, be patient. Trust me, they're trying so hard to give you the best possible experience. Just try your best to be patient and continue to support your local eateries so we can keep them thriving. Absolutely. I I personally feel very passionate about that as well. Um, and when I am coming through Delaware, I will absolutely come and see you ladies. Um, so Vincenza, Margarita, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Uh, you clearly have a lot on your plate, but we appreciate you. <laughs> Just a little coming. bit. <laughs> yes, a lot on your plate, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for taking the time to, to join us on Order Up. Of course, Carly, thank you. thank you again for this opportunity. And uh, yes, we look forward to you dining at VNM Bistro. We are only 20 minutes away from Philadelphia International Airport. So if you're taking a plane in, 20 minutes down 95, Marsh Road exit, literally right there, straight shot. Can't miss us. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> thank you so much, ladies. Have a All wonderful right. day. You too. Thank Bye you. now. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. Follow us on your favorite podcast player and find out more at restaurant.org slash podcasts. Episode produced by Dante32.